Hello and welcome to the Campaign Podcast. My name is Matt Barker, I'm the Features Editor of Campaign and I'm joined today by Creativity and Culture Editor Gurdjit Deegan. Hello Gurdjit. Hi. And Premium Content Editor Nicola Merrifield. Hello Nicola. Hi. How was everyone's Christmas? It was lovely, thank you. Great, thanks. Probably ate too many mince pies, sat around too much, but overall a great time. Best thing. We went to see um, the Bluey show, This Is How My Life Is Now. Uh, I went to the South Bank to watch the Bluey show. It's a kid's show, for anyone who doesn't know. My son really enjoyed it, and we all enjoyed it, actually. So it was fun. What about you, Matt? I spent most of the time washing up. That seems to be sort of Christmas Day, Boxing Day. I didn't go out for basically two days. You know, me and I sort of suddenly opened the door on, on the 27th. It was like, <laughs> whoa, getting this weird sort of feeling of oxygen sort of coming in again, which was... Uh, Good. And a New Year's, yeah, pretty quiet, actually. Didn't really get up to much at all. That makes me sound really boring. It was lovely when it had a meal and, and everything else. But we, we were back home by half ten, um, drinking wine and complaining about heartburn and things. So um, I was in bed, I think, by like about 11-ish, I think, and then had fallen asleep and then there were fireworks locally and I got woken up. I was like, oh, it's 2024, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Now, it may be a quiet start to the year for some, but here at Campaign, we've already been busy at it with some big stories up on the site. Gurdjit, we broke the surprise news yesterday of Xavier Rees departing Havas. Xavier is someone you've profiled in the past. It was a year or so ago now. I seem to remember we were all impressed by his trainers that he had on in the photographs. You can still read that piece on the Campaign Live site. What's going on here? What's this all about? <laughs> so, well, his trainers or uh, his his move? Sorry, they are pretty cool trainers, though. Yes. So, yes, Zav, who's have us Creative UK Group CEO, is going to become Group CEO of AMB. He technically replaces Sam Hawkey as the UK CEO of, of AMB. So, Sam, just backtrack a little bit. Last month, if anybody missed it, Sam, who has been the UK CEO of AMB, is leaving shortly to go back to Publicis Group. He used to work at uh, Saatchi's before, but this time he's going to be CEO of Digitas across EMEA, so a, a bigger job for him. And But yeah, so back to Zab. He's also going to be in charge of a content agency, Redwood BBDO. And their CEO, Colin Kennedy, is going to report to Zav. And Zav will have gardening leave, I'm jealous. <laughs> we think he's going to start around May time. So Havas is not replacing Reese, but you can kind of see that he's Zav has kind of been kind of working on a bit of a succession plan, I guess. They've had like some new CEOs come in. They've had James Fox come in for Havas London. So that kind of is all, all, is all quite settled there. But yeah, so I thought what was quite interesting in Imogen's story, so Imogen Watson, our work and inspiration editor, wrote the story. So she spoke to Andrew Robertson, who everyone, I'm sure everyone knows, is the BBDO Worldwide President and Chief Exec. He had said that apparently, like, when they were looking to replace Sarah Douglas, who was the CEO before Sam Hawkey, he actually had met with Zav, so this was about three years ago, but Zav had said no to the job because he had a lot of work to do at Havas. And he had a loyalty to Chris Hurst, who's who's now left Havas, um, who used to be the global creative CEO. And in the story, Andrew says, I liked him even more when he wouldn't come to AMB uh, for two reasons. He still had a lot of work to do at Havas on the project he'd taken on. And 
he was loyal to Chris and Andrew said he thought both of those were highly admirable. So I guess obviously now Chris has left and Zab's work is done at Havas, it kind of made sense to go to AMV. But yeah, with those uh, those trainers, Matt. Oh, yeah. I hope it's going to miss him and his trainers. Yeah, I'm sure they'll miss him. <laughs> uh, maybe they'll miss the trainers more. I'm jokingly joking. <laughs> no, I think, yeah, Zab's done a, 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 he's done a big kind of turnaround job there, hasn't he? He brought in, uh, on the creative side, you know, uh, Havas London, he brought in Vicky Maguire who's their chief creative officer over from Greg a few years ago. And, and that's really turned the business around. They've, they've won loads as well. You know, also that's not to say, you know, the strategy, Britt Iverson, she's, she's really great as well. And, you know, they've, they've made a good team there, leadership team there. And then he'd also overseen um, have a CX Helia and also Invica, which was um, an acquisition I think they made in 2022 was it 2021 I can't remember now so those were the two new CEOs I was talking about earlier who were um, David McMillan and Dominique Bergantino so I think yes they'll miss him as I think they all really like him as a person to work with you know as a colleague and stuff but as a business maybe his job is done um you know his his work's done the yeah. big the big work is done and perhaps that's what Andrew's looking for over at AMV. AMV, I think, needs a bit of a boost, doesn't it? Yes. And, you know, new man comes in. It's just, it's just like football, isn't it, really? Everything, ultimately, is just like football. <laughs> so, now, Nicola, you, you've had a very busy first week of the year as well. We've had the penultimate new business agency rankings for 2023 by Campaign Advertising Intelligence out this week. There's been some interesting movement amongst some of the indie agencies, hasn't there? Yes, that's right. So we've got yeah, these global indie agency rankings that we published every couple of months. And so far, our data is up to the end of October. So what we had was at the top of the Creative League, Wyden and Kennedy held them to the top spot. So no change there. But then we had a service plan, an agency based in Germany, taking second place, which pushed new commercial arts down to third. That's after service plan won the global creative account for Lufthansa. And that was worth about 200 million US dollars um, in estimated new biz billings. So a big win for them. Then we also had four new creative indie agencies coming into the rankings for the first time. That included Wonderhood Studios, who reached eighth position. That was down to their winning the Coral Creative Account. That's the betting brand. We also look at media agencies, so the indie agencies on that side of things, there was a lot of movement. So half of the table were new entrants. There wasn't much change in the top three, so we still had PMG, Brain Labs and W Promote as our top three positions, medal positions. But then Germany-based Media Plus, that agency moved into sixth place up from eighth, which was interesting to see. And then we also had a US agency, Curiosity, landed the largest media win in the September and October period, worth about $29.6 million in billings. So yeah, there's been quite a lot of wins there for indie agencies, which have changed their positioning against their competitors when it comes to new business. It's quite Um, nice to see the independent agencies. I always think. <laughs> There's going to be like a pattern emerging, doesn't it? Because I remember last year when the school reports came out, and writing a piece was kind of looked at the state of independence and it was saying how kind of, you know, increasingly healthy they are and indeed sort of setting a, a kind of a standard for other agencies to be following, for some more established agencies to be following. 
and and it's good it because you're right it, it it does seem to be continuing this this sort of trend, is that kind it? of like a sign of the times yeah. thing or... I don't know uh, yeah I mean my argument in that piece which again is uh, still available on campaign live listeners was basically that you know post covid post lockdown and so on when there was all this talk about fluidity which I think basically meant budget cuts and mm. anything else really but the ability to react faster I, I just think clients see indies as smaller operations can do that mm. better and there's a trust there now which maybe wasn't there five six years ago it's uh, great to hear about all the indie agencies as well but then we've we've still got our other two rankings as well covering the europe middle east and africa and then we have our global agency rankings which also cover all markets for all types so if you're interested in this kind of thing we've basically got loads available for you and then in two months time we'll have the final rankings for the end of 2023 so that's kind of the big one to see where all the agencies track by the end of the period oh excellent now, sticking with indies, elsewhere on the site, we, we, we've got a, a new story which kind of rounds up the top paid owners of indie agencies with mother VCCP and WNK owner directors among the top five highest paid. We all love a good salary related story. Were there any surprises in amongst this particular list, Nicola? Well, I mean, it's just interesting to see, isn't it, what people are being paid at, at the top. Money is always a topic that everyone likes to return to. So, yeah, this was a, an annual survey that's carried out by accountants Moore, Kingston, Smith. And they were looking at a range of agencies in the marketing services area. Most of the accounts are up to the end of 2022. And I mean, the biggest figure is that the highest paid director was on 3.1 million, um, and that was up 135% in a year. That was at Milton House Investments, and they own companies including Vox Media. So other familiar agencies that we just mentioned, we had Mother, so well, Mother Parent, the owner of the Adam Design business, their highest paid director was 1.1 million. Wyden and Kennedy, it was 918,000. And then the owner of VCCP and Bell Pottinger, that's Chime Group, there was a salary recorded at £800,000. So yeah, lots to dig into there. I mean, we've got a story on the site which has 50 highest paid director salaries. So you can have a look at that. They're all going up, aren't they, those salaries? They are bigger, aren't they? So, but this is, as you said, end of 2022. So it's a bit older yeah it's a bit of a time Mm. lag but there's an indication that they are increasing in the main so again good to see like the mother you know independent company mother the parent company obviously and then and widens which is also I mean they're both big independents again good good to see them doing well I guess isn't it all you need to do is set up an agency group Matt yeah what should we call it I I, I actually had this idea the other day we're doing our sort of you know end of year roundups and so on the other day last year <laughs> and I, I thought wouldn't it be great to do a quiz where you had you, you had agency names and you also had racehorse names and you had to guess which one was which <laughs> so maybe maybe I'll save that for later on in the year now talking of the later on in the year and the year ahead that's a lovely little segue wasn't it we've also just published the first of our year ahead articles looking forward to the next 12 months and discussing the various shifts and trends and, and threads that may well develop now, kicking off the series of articles is a roundtable discussion featuring various strategy bigwigs. It was great. It, it, it's a really, well, obviously, it's a really good piece. It's on Campaign Live. But having strategists to sort of kick this thing off, I think, was a great idea. I don't know who scheduled it, but well done to them. Because, you know, basically, these people have a great overview of what's happening. And, and some of the stuff they're picking up 
is going to dovetail with a lot of the other things we're going to be doing. So they're, they're talking about things like ad spend and, and, and the sort of, you know, financial restraints and how, how agencies are going to cope with that. They're talking about the return of humour within work and creativity. So as an intro to everything that's going to be following over, over the next week, we're going to be talking to media owners. We're going to be talking to creatives. We're going to be talking about tech. There's going to be a lot going on. This is a really kind of nice way of opening that up. I say that's just been published and the others should follow early next week and possibly into later on in the week as well. Gurdjieff, you've been working on a creativity-based look ahead, haven't you? They'll be up on the site next week. Any sneak previews you can give us now? Yeah, so I spoke with Chaka Sabani, who's the outgoing Chief Creative Officer at Leo's, uh, Leo Burnett. She's going off to DDB, as I'm sure everybody knows. I also spoke with Lindsay Atkin, who's the ECD Executive Creative Director at Four Creative, and Felix Victor, who's uh, at Mother CCO. I thought what was interesting that Lindsay was saying was about, we are still in kind of like tough economic times she said there's a responsibility to make essential services entertaining. Entertainment was, was a quite a big theme in, in the discussion, but um, her point was, you know, brands like EE or like Uber, you know, they're, they're quite functional services, uh, companies. And so she was kind of praising the work that came out of EE last year and also Uber and saying that it's companies like that who people really need at the moment is where creativity needs to come out of and a lot of that is entertainment so she explained that the uber work is is functional it's boring you know food delivery service but mother gave it a a kind of swagger and then the other point I think you've you've mentioned obviously Matt as well was about comedy and obviously everybody knows that the Cannes has introduced a category on humor for their awards this year so there's there's a bit of a, a bit of a trend anyway but the creatives also think there is more humour coming back into advertising, which is quite nice. I think perhaps we kind of lost that over the pandemic and we haven't fully gone back into that. But we have definitely seen a few coming out and uh, you know, there were quite a few on our lists as well. There were, weren't there? Yeah, yeah. We're both going to be chairing panels next Tuesday at the Campaign Breakfast Briefing Year Ahead event. I'm going to be discussing the future of brands with Wackle President Nishma Patel-Rob, ITV CMO Claire Stiller and Toby Horry, who's Global Marketing Director at TUI. Uh, and then you've got a great looking panel for the creativity section as well. I mean, there's the people that you already mentioned that you've spoken to. So, yes, I've got Lindsay and Jack joining, um, who were part of the roundtable I was just talking about. Dan Morris uh, from The Awe, who's Executive Creative Director, and his partner, Charlene Chandrasekharan, who's also ECD at The Awe, and Dan Dawson, who's CCO at Grand Visual. It's always a good one. I really enjoy the breakfast briefing. I don't know if either of you guys have been before. It's a nice kind of like start to the year and kind of thinking about what's coming up. And especially after kind of a nice break off and you feel a bit gloomy in Jan and don't want to go back to work or think about it. But um, maybe that's just me. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what uh, you no. mean. Uh, then, um, but then you talk to people. It's solidarity, you, at least. <laughs> you see everybody and you're like, oh, yeah, this is great. And, you know, talk about what's coming up. So I, I think it's a nice event. It's, it's a breakfast thing. It's a, it's a nice morning thing. And then, you know, it's time to kind of have a coffee with a few people that you haven't seen and like, catch up after after the break. So there's my plug for it there you go <laughs> yeah it's, it's a good plug actually and it is going to be a busy old morning actually there's also 
There's going to be a media panel discussion, uh, an agency's one. Media editor Bo Jackson's chairing the former, UK editor Maisie McCabe the latter, and there's some great speakers too, including Richard Huntington, as I'm looking forward to seeing what he's got to say, or hearing what he's got to say even. I believe tickets are still available, so do please go to yearahead.campaignlive.co.uk for more info. And that's us done for today, I think. Thanks, Gurdjieff. Thanks, Nicola. And I think we just need to wish everybody a belated Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. Hope you're off to a good start. If you'd like to learn more about what we've been discussing today, please visit our website, campaignlive.co.uk. Details of our subscriptions are available at campaignlive.co.uk forward slash membership. If you enjoyed this episode of the Campaign Podcast, please follow us, like us and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. A big thank you to Haymarket Studio Manager Nav Pal and producer Till Owen. And also to you for listening. I hope you'll join us next time. On behalf of the campaign team, goodbye. <laughs>